Hey, it's Nelson. And this is Monica. Welcome to the Seattle Foodie Podcast, the show where we talk about the Seattle food scene and the people and businesses behind it. We eat all the food and share our insights with you. Thanks for joining us today. Let's get to it. Hey, Monica, do you know what time it is? What time is it, Nelson? It's Dame time. I know you used to live in Portland. Are you watching any of the Portland Trailblazers? Or are they just the Portland Blazers now? Actually, probably the Trailblazers. <laughs> and you're watching Damian Lillard. For me, it's riveting. I like watching that Lakers and Blazers series. Yeah, it's, you know, it's a really old rivalry, but I have to say I'm having trouble getting into it the way that it's being played right now. I hate to say it. I almost wish that they just weren't doing it. I mean, it just seems like an awful lot of risk for for what they're doing. But uh, I used to work for the Trailblazers and so I used to watch all the games. And so just playoffs just don't feel the same to me right now. So you're one of those people that are rooting against sports because of COVID. Okay, (laughs) so you're you're in that group. Yes, I'm the no fun group. <laughs> That's me. I'm the no fun till the pandemic is over group. <laughs> Are you liking it? Are you enjoying it? I enjoy it because I watch basketball all the time. And mm-hmm. right now they're having, it's like the NCAA tournament where they're having four games every day. It yeah. starts at 1030 yeah. in the morning and then it ends at about 7 p.m. Pacific time or 8 p.m. <laughs> Pacific time. So it's like basketball through and through all the time, every day. And they're going to keep doing that probably until the first round ends. Hey, everyone. Welcome to the Seattle Sports <laughs> Podcast. I'm just kidding. <laughs> if you guys are wondering, we kind of threw you for a loop. We're not talking about food for the first couple of minutes. Yeah, I, I just watched some basketball today. The, it was the Mavericks and the Los Angeles Clippers, and there was a game winner. And Monica talked to me before the show and was saying, like, I'm not liking this basketball with no crowds. <laughs> Yeah, it just feels so weird, you know? I mean, the crowd is such a big part of that energy in every game. And I get every sport is trying to figure out, like, how to compensate for it. You know, kudos to them to to come up with some level of normalcy. But I just, I'm just one of those no fun people. <laughs> I think it's just better for players. I think for them, because there's no crowd noise, there's no distractions. So mm-hmm. it's easier to concentrate on the court or on yeah. the field. It's weird because the NFL, some teams are allowing crowds to come in the Kansas City Chiefs let people watch practices mm-hmm. while like the Seahawks are saying like no crowds whatsoever. They're just playing in an empty stadium. So it's really weird and polarizing to see which cities are allowing crowds and allowing people to watch the game and then which ones are not. It's kind of weird. Yeah, that is interesting to see the differences. Well, enough sports talk. That got out of my system. I've always wanted to talk sports on this show. <laughs> Tune into the religious podcast next week. I'm going to be excited for that one. <laughs> Welcome to the Seattle Foodie Podcast, everyone. This is episode 102. She's Monica and I'm Nelson. Hey, Monica, how was the exotic city of Renton? You went far for this weekend. <laughs> Hey, yes, it's far. It's far, guys. Um, It was great. I enjoy the challenge of how many businesses I can hit up in a 24-hour period. And you and I know, like, it's rough going on a food crawl like that. I mean, it's just back to back to back. So, yeah, I really enjoyed it. And we'll talk about some of the the places I ate later on. But it's a lot of fun. These are the different personalities between Monica and I. For me, if I was ever invited, I would check in the hotel and stay in the hotel for, like, eight hours and just lay there in the air conditioning and just lay in like nice thread counted sheets and just like take a nap and like not go out and do anything until maybe I have to go to dinner. But Monica's just like, I want to eat here, 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 here. And then I'm going to check in at 10 PM in my hotel room and I'm going to find a sleep. I'm going to wake up again. I'm going to go here, here, and here. And I'm just like, meanwhile, it's like, what's on TV in the hotel? 
<laughs> oh, we got free HBO. Nice. Right? <laughs> I had my spreadsheet ready. Who recommended the places to me on Instagram where I needed to hit up and who were the, like the backups? <laughs> Awesome. Well, speaking of which, Monica, we're talking about what are we eating? Normally I start it off, but why don't I have you kick it off for the show? Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. I'm not prepared for this. Okay. Not ready. Not ready. Not ready. Okay. So, well, Nelson, you know that we eat pizza at least once a week. So I have a teenager and that's how it goes. But you know, last week it was scorching hot nearing a hundred degrees. So when that happens, I take advantage of, you know, like Tutabella had a buy three, get one free deal. So we ate for days without cooking. It was <laughs> glorious. And so I just wanted to plug that. And also they have my favorite fig pizza on sale right now, but uh, they ran out of figs. So I got my regular Roberto. And so just want to put that out there that that's a great way to beat the heat. Great tip. What's in the Roberto? I've never had the Roberto before, Monica. The Roberto is EVOO, so extra virgin olive oil, pistachio puree. It's a white pizza, Italian sausage, mozzarella, smoked buffalo mozzarella, and basil. And so it's it's a really nice blend of flavors. Mm, I love a good slice of pizza. That sounds good. <laughs> EVOO. The first EVOO. time I ever heard EVOO was on Rachel Ray's 30-minute yeah. meals when it was on the Food Network. Yeah. She would just, I don't know, EVOO. And I'm like, I'm, I can't figure this out. Then finally it, it hit on me. It was like extra virgin olive oil. <laughs> Still haven't tossed salt behind my back like she always does. I don't get I don't get that. I don't want to make my floors messy, Monica. Why why did they do that? Right. I do like her garbage bowl concept though, where she does all of her her abuse and plaza and then she has that garbage bowl she puts all the compost into. Love that idea. That I still do, yes. Mm -hmm. I love that. All right. You know, I love a good slice of cake and Hawaiian Chantilly cake is something I'm always looking for, but I always know that Cakes of Paradise has it. So it's a moist chocolate cake. It's a really buttery, decadent frosting. And it reminds some people of German chocolate cake, but I'm actually not a fan of German chocolate cake. I think it's that blend of coconut and like weird sweetness to it. But Chantilly cake is the cake of my dreams. So I had a slice. Although I was asked to share with members of my family, I didn't because they were perfectly able to order a slice for themselves. So that's what they get. Man, they must have really ticked you off that day because you didn't share any of that cake. <laughs> it was one of those days. <laughs> you know me so well, Nelson. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. My favorite cake at Cakes of Paradise, I don't know if they have it, they've had it because I haven't had it in years, but they used to have a pineapple upside down cake that they sold on the counter. Mm, yeah. I don't know if they still have that anymore. Oh my God. It was the greatest. Ever. I don't see it all the time, but I do see it sometimes. And that's mm -hmm. one of the ways that I used to love to eat pineapple in Hawaii. For some reason, growing up, everybody always made the pineapple upside down cake. Uh, but I think it's like the copious amounts of sugar that you add on top of the tart pineapple that people loved and brown sugar, right? <laughs> yes. Yes. Okay. So here's a blast from the past, Nelson. I, I found out about this this week and then I had to go and get it. So, you know, last year, Bramling Cross and Ballard closed after I'd only been there once. And Ethan Stoll is having a series of pop-ups at his different restaurant locations. And he had a dynamite chicken one at the old Bramling Cross. It was buttermilk brine chicken and fried chicken. And it's exactly as I remember. There were a bunch of sides, but my favorite were the biscuits and the potato salad. See, Nelson, I eat vegetables. <laughs> I like vegetables. <laughs> the potatoes had this amazing texture and it, it was really distinctive. I'm usually not a potato salad fan, but I really like this one. I'm the only one that eats fried chicken off the bone in my house. And so I ate that whole meal myself. I mean, it was like breakfast, lunch, dinner, fried chicken, fried chicken, fried chicken. I'm just like, this is love right here. Totally fine with me. Fried chicken off the bone. Are you talking about your family only eats chicken tenders so, or chicken okay. breasts? Or, 
What's, what is that? So is an all fried chicken on the right? bone? I don't right. talk to me about this. Okay. Well, I describe it that way because you know, James, my husband, James actually doesn't eat chicken at all. And, mm-hmm. and so by say fried chicken off the bone, because Cole does eat chicken, but he doesn't like eating any meat off the bone. He will. Mm. He just doesn't prefer it. That includes ribs. That includes fried chicken. And yes, Cole would be perfectly fine eating chicken tenders. I mean, again, it's not like he hasn't eaten it before or won't, but like it's not his preference. So pretty much if I bring home like an eight piece of fried chicken, that's all me. Mm. Okay. (laughs) I know. They're so weird, right? (laughs) I'm just going to keep nodding my head and just keep moving along. That's what I do. That's what I do. Cole will eventually get older and wise up and notice the pleasure of eating ribs. That's that's all I'm going to say. I know. I know. I know. Okay. <laughs> so now, yesterday I headed to Renton. Today I came back and my goal was to eat all the food and boy, did I. So, of course, I had to kick off the day with Bun Buna. And that was my first stop because they have my favorite lavender latte. And I know their business has been impacted not just by COVID because they're only open for takeout, but also there's been huge, huge construction in front of their storefront. Don't be afraid of it. I mean, yes, it is a little bit challenging, but um, everything's pretty walkable down there. So easy to find free parking, not like in Seattle. So support this black owned business that's serving takeout and shipping coffee beans if you want to buy that way. This next place, I'd never been to it before, even though I know one of the chefs, it was at Ocha Thai Kitchen and bar. So that's been recommended by many people, including our friend Emerald City Eater. And we had, let's see, the crab fried rice. That was really on point and I could really eat it all day long. That was delicious. I like the level of spice. It sort of sneaks up on you. It has the after spice, right? And they have a, a really large space. So seating was socially distant and it was very comfortable. Like I didn't feel stressed out about the experience. They have one of those QR scanner menus so you don't touch anything. I really like the food. And so I can see why people have been talking about it. Um, have you been there, Nelson? I just recently last week got pad thai and mm-hmm. the garlic crispy chicken from oh, yeah. Ocha because I was hanging out in Renton or near mm-hmm. Renton area. Yeah. That pad thai, it was in a takeout bowl and I didn't realize how deep the takeout bowl was. <laughs> <laughs> it was a lot of pad thai. <laughs> They asked if I wanted hot sauce. I'm like, yeah, let's do hot sauce. So I didn't know how much hot sauce I put. So I put mm-hmm. all of the hot sauce in oh there. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> it went from a three star to like a four and a half star. So wow. I was like, okay, this is good. Yeah. Were you sweating? <laughs> I was definitely drinking a lot of water. And I looked in the fridge and I was wondering, I was like, didn't we just have milk? I was like, where's the milk? And I couldn't find any milk. So I just kept drinking water. It was, it was fine. <laughs> Shout out to Q the Cook. Mm-hmm. he's the chef that you were referring to at Ocha's like yep. they make awesome food yeah pad thai is amazing there if, if you didn't have it this time around Monica you should got you should get it next time yes I thought about it and so that's definitely on my list but you know I want to give myself an excuse to go back because rent yeah. was pretty great so <laughs> Okay, so before my big dinner, I actually stopped by Common Ground and they had some really great cupcakes that I wanted to try, but I was already a little bit full. So I got some raspberry CBD green tea because I'm always looking for new drinks to try and I'm a fan of CBD. And so it was a great thing. They have takeout and outdoor seating, and it looked like they were doing pretty bristly. So it's nice to see when businesses getting some customers in. That always makes me happy. And then Nelson, this is one place that you also recommended to me, as well as multiple other people, that Melrose Grill was the place 
to have a good meal. I went there for steak, but then I got distracted by lobster. So I got surf and turf. (laughs) (laughs) I will say that I had like the really early dinner, like as soon as they opened, because they have very limited seating. And again, they are following social distancing practices. So they don't have a full restaurant. So I was eating at like four o'clock, which, you know, I should probably get used to anyway, because it's going to happen more and more at my age. (laughs) But they know how to cook a steak for sure. So really impressive, really like the price point. Even after that, I still went to docket drinks at the Hyatt because I needed to have some beer and some tacos and some chips and salsa and watch the sunset because that place is so bustling on the weekends. Like I haven't really been down there since the Hyatt opened and it is busy. Mm, I had no idea. It's, I haven't been in a hotel since the pandemic, so mm. I don't know how crowded hotels or any type of overnight tourist stays are. Mm. So I'm not quite sure how it is. So totally. yeah, that's it's good to see, I guess, as I'm saying that hesitantly. Mm-hmm. But, um, but Melrose Grill, let's talk about that. Yes. It's, one of my favorite places, and you talked about value. Like, yes. In terms of steakhouses, I really like going there. I think I got a ribeye for about $32. Deal. Which is, which is deals. I mean, and this is like, guys, this is like a 16 ounce ribeye. <laughs> That's more meat than anybody should be eating. It's guys. a lot. <laughs> 10 ounces should be sufficient. <laughs> I killed it sitting at the bar and the woman next to me was like, wow, you did a great job with that. I was like, (laughs) I guess I'm supposed to be proud of myself there. (laughs) (laughs) It's hard to pack in the meat, man. (laughs) No, thank you for recommending it. And and to all the other people that did as well. And I closed out today on my way home. I stopped by Blossom, which is a vegetarian Vietnamese restaurant. And I was really not sure what to expect because I haven't eaten at a vegetarian restaurant in a long time. But I was wondering how they would prepare some of the meat-like textures. And they actually did a great job. So I had the Mongolian beef. I actually really liked that texture that they had. And then I also tried some uh, stir-fried noodles. So both were delicious. And then right across the street is Fit Bar. And I always get jealous of what Jesse eats eating at Fit Bar in West Seattle. And so they have these cute mini acai bowls. And I got to tell you guys, acai bowls are really filling. Everybody should have a mini. If you guys had a mini, like I could try all these different flavors, like I try all the different blizzards, like it would be great. So that's the thing. Mini acai bowls. You don't need to like fill it up to a huge thing. We just need a taste. Great choices, Monica. Those are pretty much all the places I visited in Renton. Awesome. You hit Blossom, you yep. hit Fit Bar. The only place I, I didn't see is you went to, you didn't go to Renton Bistro, which yeah. is awesome Vietnamese food, but you packed it in. So we'll, yes. we'll go back to Renton Bistro sometime and we'll do that. Absolutely. So yes, I'm still full. And so what have you been eating this whole week? <laughs> well, not as much as you did in Renton, just, just all in those two days. But great job, Monica. <laughs> oh, thank you. Thanks, Nelson. I tried. Someone needs to give you some positive reinforcement on eating a lot. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, goodness. Yeah. Well, to start off the week, I checked out a new brewery in Issaquah called Formula Brewing. Mm. It took over the spot where I used to get my skis and snowboard tuned. Rest in peace, ski shop. I don't know where you are, but. RIP. <laughs> I got a five beer flight and they threw in a nice ESB that they make. Thursday through Friday, they actually serve food in addition to beer, including pretty good pizzas, I might say. I looked at it on the Yelp and it's like, they look pretty good and got good reviews. And I was just looking this Friday, they smoked brisket and pork butt. So, you know me and butts. Yep. I like smoked pork butts and I cannot lie. That I was know. really bad. Hey, let's mm-hmm. keep moving on then. <laughs> 
That same day after I had beers with friend with a friend, I made a quick food run out to Chinatown. It was literally in and out. I was in there. I picked up food from Dim Sum King, Harbor City. I got some roast duck and roast pork from 663 Bistro. Wednesday, went out with friend of the podcast, Hello Mischief, and we got smoothies out in Green Lake at Retreat. This place, I like it. Have you ever been to Retreat, Monica? No, um, I drive by it all the time, though. And so uh, they look like they've been pretty bustling, even like in the early days of the pandemic. I'm not sure they ever really closed. Yeah, I love it. Everything's open. They have a lot of outdoor seating because it's wrapped around the corner. Mm -hmm. They open all the windows. So even though you're indoors, I was seeing people working. Mm -hmm. It's windowless Hmm. during the summer. I don't know what's going to happen in the fall, like in late September when the rain starts to come down. But (laughs) Right now, it's great to go visit out there, guys. Hello, Mischief and I, we got the Green Retreat, which has pineapple, mango, spinach, kale, avocado, lemon juice, and coconut water. I loved it, Monica. I know it's probably maybe a little bit too much vegetables for you with the kale, but (laughs) it's okay. (laughs) We also added collagen as a superfood. I don't know what it does, adding the collagen to it. Maybe my lips look a little bit fuller, but I haven't been out, so I don't know. Maybe I'll look in the (laughs) the mirror sometime. I have no idea. Yeah, uh, you guys got to visit this place. It's properly spaced for social distancing. I'll definitely be back. They have really good breakfast and brunch specials too as well. They look really good yeah it's definitely on my list um because i've seen a number of people have been there so glad to hear it's got the positive approval from nelson yeah good vibes especially around green lake Hmm. and then friday i was near beacon hill so i had to stop by the shell station up there since feed the pudge blew this up (laughs) monica did you read the article on yahoo about this place yeah it was really interesting just this whole idea about people just learning about it and the way that Seattleites talk about folks who might not be from here or just of a younger generation is really interesting to me. I mean, just the entire debate is fascinating. I love reading the comments. Isn't it so typical of a Seattle freeze, though? Right. I don't get caught up or heated up about who discovered what or mm-hmm. it should be kept a hidden gem. I think if it's a good business and people find out about it, all the better. Yeah. Promote these guys so people can visit and they can make more money on the business and it's doing well. I want to keep it a hidden gem so I can just go and pick right. stuff up and not have to wait in line. But I want these businesses to survive, people. Right. And and so that's the funny thing is that, you know, the whole reason food Instagrammers and people on other social platforms talk about businesses that they love is so that they'll stay open. And so if this, if, if, you know, Ken's promotion leads to a 10% increase in revenue for the shell station, well, good on them. That means they can have more workers. That means they can keep their prices low. That means that they can, you know, continue to serve the people of Seattle. Like I don't get like the negative here. Yeah. There might be a line for a while, but that'll die down. Like it always dies down everywhere else. Actually, the other comment that really interested me was people were saying like, why are we promoting this place when we can promote Canlis? Guys, Canlis has way more. Canlis doesn't need any more promotion. Canlis is fine. As you're um, aware, Monica's I, been I, talking I, about it for four straight shows. I don't right. know about I you guys. I eat a Canlis every week. They're fine. <laughs> <laughs> don't worry about Canlis. <laughs> yes, of course, everyone's not doing well. But if we were to put our dollars and our focus around BIPOC businesses who actually Mm -hmm. need the support to survive. Now, I'm not saying all businesses aren't doing bad, but it's not a competition, you guys. We can spread it around. It's okay. And we can't compare 
fried catfish for $2 to a canless meal that's $160. It's apples and oranges when you're comparing yeah. that, guys. Yeah. It's just, it's on a different level. Yeah. I'm not sure I would eat catfish if it came from canless. <laughs> just got to be honest. I'll go to Jamil's, which is where I like to get my catfish from. <laughs> and I, you know, I do go to the Shell station, but I, I hardly ever post. It's just not one of those things, you know. I'm waiting at the bus stop in the pre-COVID. It's just like I'll go and grab some stuff to go and just walk away. So, you know, I've been going there for a long time. <laughs> yeah. So if you guys aren't familiar, there's a Shell station on Beacon Hill. You just go in and all of a sudden there's a hot case there. I got some catfish, some fried chicken, amongst other things. I don't know about you, Monica. I am such a sucker when I see those hot food cases and they have corn dogs it is my kryptonite i, I had to get a corn dog so <laughs> went there went to jose p rizzle park and just kind of sat there and had lunch for a little bit sat in over the landscape of t-mobile park and <laughs> century link field and yeah and just had some lunch it was, it was nice the catfish is really good i would recommend getting that you guys the catfish get that yes i like catfish a lot and nelson you know i don't like corn dogs <laughs> <laughs> You do. I will, I, eat, I will eat your corn dogs. It is so good. Corn dogs are the best, guys. I don't know. I don't know if it's this thing that triggered me as a child. I don't know what it is. Anytime. If I'm at Safeway, corn dogs. If I'm somewhere else, corn dogs. If I'm at the fair, corn dogs. Any anywhere that's got corn dogs, I'm in. Just give it. Give it to me. So after lunch, I stopped by Jack's Barbecue because I went and picked up the smoked meats kit for the master class they had on Saturday. It was fun. I learned a lot. Jack was there and they talked about how they prepare the brisket and ribs there, how they cut it and smoke it and all the secrets behind it. It was a really fun experience class. They're going to do more. I think they might do a, the beef rib class. Mm -hmm. Someone recommended that. Someone also recommended doing some other things too as well. So stay tuned if you guys missed this class. I got dry rubs for the brisket and ribs as well as barbecue sauce and the jack's barbecue apron i'm excited for that i've cornered the reusable bags market monica so it's time for me to start collecting aprons <laughs> oh yeah I'm excited to see this journey and I'm so bummed that I couldn't participate while you guys were doing the class. And I, I, I sometimes I just like to listen to Jack's voice. I like to hear him talk, but uh, while you guys were doing the class, I was, you know, just drinking some beer, enjoying it. So <laughs> it's great to see you guys. <laughs> I definitely put in a lot of mileage on Friday because later that day, I headed out to Woodenville to Bobe to get a sneak peek of the Macadons. Hey, Monica, you know a little bit about Macadons, don't you? A little bit. <laughs> I know a little bit about Macadons. <laughs> What's up? <laughs> Well, Macadons and Bobe, they got together and collaborated. Macadons made macaron flavors inspired by the drinks at Bobe. So they had Macadon macaron flavors like Dirty Thai Milk Tea, Blueberry Lychee, Red White and Matcha, which is one of their best selling drinks, Honey Lavender and several more flavors. You guys can still pre-order your Bobe Macadons on BobeUSA.com. When you pick them up this coming Friday and Saturday, they'll have macaron ice cream sandwiches on sale too. So you can pick those up. I had them. They were really good. They actually tasted like the boba, boba flavors. It's amazing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Are you headed there this weekend? I already picked mine up, mm -hmm. so I don't have to go. I might go out there because I do maybe want some macaron ice cream sandwiches. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Lots of good eats. <laughs> Plenty to go around. Good recommendations. What do you think, Monica? Uh, I haven't been to Bobe, so I heard good things. But, you know, it's kind of far out there. And so you never know. I might pop up there this weekend at some point. Yeah, Woodenville. Mm -hmm. Maybe if your family members decide they want to go hiking because it's near the Granite Falls, it's on the way. So mm -hmm. you can stop by. I've seen a lot of people hiking and then afterwards stopping by to Bobe oh. and grab some in Woodenville. 
Wow, that's a really good idea. Thanks for that tip, Nelson. All right, Monica, we do have an interview today. This one's kind of fun. Our interview this week is with Lauren Perkins, Senior Community Manager of Yelp, Washington. Lauren has done a phenomenal job cultivating the Yelp and Yelp Elite community for the greater Seattle area. Her and I, we had a great conversation about Yelp, being a Yelp Elite, how Yelp has changed during the pandemic, and so many other topics we talked about. So here's our interview with Lauren Perkins of Yelp, Washington. Hey everyone, today I have on the show Yelp Senior Community Manager of Seattle. Why did you leave us, Lauren Perkins? How are you? Why did you leave the East Side? Is it something we said? Is it something I said, Lauren? I mean, what happened? <laughs> no, not at all. Not at all. <laughs> Seattle community is just giant community and Seattle East Side, you know, you guys are my true OG Yelpers. <laughs> For real, I miss you guys. But no, it was nothing you did. It was, it's, it's me. It's not you. <laughs> well, I just want to say it's well-deserved. Congratulations. I don't think I've formally, like, properly congratulated you. I, just like a proper Asian, I'm an Asian time, so it's very late to say <laughs> congratulations. But it's well-deserved. You work so hard. Every time I go to Yelp Elite events or anytime you're organizing anything for the Yelp Eastside community, it's just always well done. So uh, they made a great choice. Thank you. Welcome to the show. Thank you for coming on. I've wanted to have you on for a while, and Monica has also wanted as well. We just want to have you explain to us what Yelp is, because Yelp is very big into not just the foodie community, but it's also into the local Seattle and Eastside business area. Can you tell us what all about Yelp is if a lot of people aren't familiar with it? Yeah. Uh, first off, if you don't know what Yelp is, you're clearly living under a rock. Um, <laughs> just kidding. But uh, Yelp is a website and an app that you can search for and write reviews for businesses in the local area. And if you're traveling, you can you know look up different spots as well. You can write reviews abroad as well. But basically, the point of the app and the website is to be able to search for and write reviews for local businesses from dentists to parks to restaurants, not just for restaurants. That's a big thing that people don't realize, I think, is that they think that Yelp is just for restaurants, but we actually have a lot of home services and automotive services and stuff like that that you can look for. So it's basically a place that you can you know, decide where you want to spend your hard-earned money. I think it's really good that it's just beyond food because there's a lot of service I need as, for example, fixing my car. And I just look up a lot of places just for those businesses. Right. For you, what does the Yelp senior community manager do? Good questions. The Yelp community managers, I mean, we wear a lot of hats. It's definitely changed a little bit since, you know, COVID-19 and everything. But basically, easiest way to explain it is we handle all of the promotions and marketing in our local areas. So for me, I handle, you know, all of the Yelp campaigns that we're doing for Seattle. It's, it's my baby. So Yelp Sweet 16 that we just did. And, you know, another campaign that we have coming up in August that we're really excited about, that'll be me running our social media. The biggest parts, obviously, are working with the Yelp Elite community and the Yelper community in general, just to spread the word about the Yelp Elite Squad and what Yelp is. And we aid small local businesses and help them promote themselves to you guys. As you know, events too are my wheelhouse, but it's a little bit different these days. We used to do in-person elite events, which I was planning with local business owners, but now we do virtual elite events until further notice. Now, you mentioned Yelp Elite. Can you explain what that is or and what that all entails? Yeah, so the Yelp elites are amazing. You would know because you are one. <laughs> Yelp Elite Squad, also known as YES, is the best of the best Yelpers across the United States and Canada. 
And these Yelpers are typically very positive people who are regularly writing reviews and leaving photos and just connecting with other Yelpers on Yelp and on Instagram and just being a really positive light in the community and really supporting local. I really enjoy being a Yelp elite and I think I'm biased here. So I'm giving you the thing. <laughs> Obviously, I take a lot of pictures. Someone that used to work for Yelp there, that's a friend of mine, just said like, you should totally join Yelp. And it's like, I don't know what that is. And then finally, I just a couple years ago, just decided to write a bunch of reviews and put all my photos into the database and everything. The best part was, even though when I just started out on Instagram, Yelp always provided these fun little perks of these new businesses. And you would invite people as like, hey, try the food or try some business to initially start, kind of get the word out. And that's kind of how I got into going to events. And that, I think the first time I ever did like a food event was a Yelp event because, yeah. and that was a lot of fun. And I think that's one of the cool things about being a Yelp elite. Oh, for sure. I mean- Aside from, you know, being one of the go-to people in the community, because, you know, when, when people who aren't elite go on Yelp and see these reviews from all these elite Yelpers, they know that mm -hmm. these reviews can be trusted and that they are yep. relevant, honest information. But, you know, besides that cool responsibility, yeah, you get all these awesome perks and awesome events that you get to go to that, you know, you wouldn't be able to otherwise. I totally agree with you when I go to restaurants or when I search for restaurants on Yelp, I'm always reading the elite reviews right? because I, I think they're, I rely on them more and right. I, just for me. Definitely. Now, let me talk about this because I've talked about this, I think a couple of weeks ago with a restaurant owner and some people have this negative connotation about Yelp. Can you help me dispel this? I'm, I'm thinking like, whenever I was just talking about Yelp, the manager is like, oh, we don't like Yelp. I, then I have to have this conversation with the manager is like, why don't you like Yelp? And then I have to explain. <laughs> it to them. Can you kind of tell me a little bit about why people have that kind of sort of image and how I should explain it to them? Yeah, every business owner, whoever, you know, is going to have their own experience with Yelp. I can't speak to exact stories and exact examples, but I can mm -hmm. say the intention behind Yelp is to provide people in the community, we provide the bridge between them and local businesses. We're showing you why you should be going out to these spots and why you should be supporting these spots, especially now in these times. Yes. Sometimes the business may not love the review, but that review could be helpful to a number of people. So, you know, someone might not agree with it, but someone else might be like, oh, this is a reason why I wouldn't go. It's just bridging the gap between the business and the consumers and Actually, you know, almost 50% of Yelp reviews are five stars and 77% mm -hmm. of Yelp reviews are three stars or higher. Okay. You definitely do see some of those stories or whatever, but across the board, Yelp is pretty positive, which is always really exciting to see. Mm -hmm. For me, I always tell them it's law of averages. If a restaurant is really good and people love it and there's over a hundred reviews at a four star or four and a half to five star average, that's getting really, really good feedback. I think that's what restaurateurs need to know about that is that the more people that come to visit, the more people write experiences of good experiences, of course. I always tell people Yelp versus Instagram. Instagram is just pictures and it's always positive. A lot of people won't post a bad picture of their food and not like the restaurant. <laughs> Whereas Yelp, you can talk about your experience and you talk about your customer service experience, how good the food is. There's a lot of more aspects to Yelp. There's a lot more dimensions to it. That's why I like to utilize Yelp versus Instagram when I'm looking for food recommendations. 
A hundred percent. Personally, even with your profile, like I've seen pictures <laughs> and after I see the picture, I'm like, okay, let's go check out what's going on on Yelp. Like, and right. not, not just because I'm biased and I work for Yelp, but I'm yeah. like, okay, you know what current reviews looking like. And that's always my process is see something somewhere. I go right back to Yelp. Right. And for me, it's, I do write negative reviews about experiences I've had or food that I don't like. And mm -hmm. even though if it looks really good and I don't like the food, I won't post it on my Instagram. I don't want to promote bad food. I guess that's what I'm trying to say. Yeah. You know? 100%. So, but I want to let people know this place I didn't really like, but I will still give it a try. I don't want you to think that this is the most amazing nachos I've ever had, even though I didn't really like it. So right. I didn't want to steer people wrong about right. it. I'm sure you've seen that, that whole South Park episode that yeah. have you ever seen that? It's like, <laughs> I'm, I'm a Yelp elite. I'm a Yelp elite. Yeah. And I think that's what people probably see in South Park because it's such a satirical cartoon. I tell people that's not what we're like. We're not like that. No. <laughs> we it, like we just like to tell our experience. If we love our experience, we love the customer service. We want to tell them that. It's just about feedback, how you can improve. Sometimes owners and whoever it is, managers, will take the feedback bad and good. And that's that's kind of the thing. Yeah. Let's talk about pre-COVID and then your current environment and what's going on. How have Yelp Seattle kind of operated differently through the last couple months? Yeah, it's definitely been a whirlwind, that's for sure. It's always changing. Last week, we got word that we're going back into like these modified phases and whatnot. So it's mm -hmm. always changing. I would say that the biggest, the absolute biggest change, as I'm sure you've noticed, is the events. The events was a huge part of our every week, every month operation. You know, we are meeting up with Yelp elites and doing these elite events at local businesses once a week-ish. If it wasn't an event, then it was a perk. So those in-person experiences have obviously really changed and I really miss them so much. It was It's definitely my favorite part of the job. So we do virtual elite events now. And so we're still supporting local businesses and we're still, you know, connecting elites to local businesses and doing what we can to help spread the word about them and support them in whatever way we can. You know, another thing that I'm sure you've noticed is that our elite events used to be pretty much strictly complimentary. Mm -hmm. And it was very much on a basis of like, you know, the business would invite us in with our elites and they would basically get to do this really cool form of marketing that they see happening right before their eyes. And it was just really fun experiences all the time. And with our virtual elite events, we've only had a few that have been complimentary. And I've had a few people ask, why aren't you guys doing complimentary anymore? It's a valid question. It's tough. But at the same time, businesses and restaurants especially are going through probably one of the hardest times that we've ever seen in our lifetime. Mm -hmm. We're doing what we can on whatever basis we can to help support them. So we're doing these discounted elite events. And you know, they're usually between 10 to $20 a person. And we don't profit off of this at all. We're helping spread the word about these businesses and what they can do. Every dollar goes back to supporting them. So I think personally, for me, that's the biggest difference. Yeah, I definitely miss the in-person aspect, but it feels great to know that we are still helping support our local businesses however we can. Yeah, I definitely miss the in-supporting, not, not seeing you in person. It kills me. <laughs> it's, I know. Like, it's not fun. I love it how you're doing it. But yes, I totally agree. I think this is one of the hardest times for restaurants. Most of us probably don't mind supporting them and paying the Medier Brewing. I think that was awesome. They gave us so much beer. Oh my gosh, yeah. At the discounted price. But I tip generously. They're they're so nice and I want to help them out. It's great. And I think most of us are happy to help out. Yeah, that's fine. You mentioned helping local businesses. What exactly is Yelp doing to support the, the local businesses out there? 
Yeah. Aside from our elite events and our perks right now, I'm sure you have noticed that we have been throwing new collections out Mm -hmm. every week, different themes. And for people who don't know what our collections are, they're basically a themed list of businesses that people should be checking out, whether it's tacos or plant stores or home improvement spots or, you know, whatever, whatever you can think of, we've basically worked on it. And so we've definitely been trying to help local businesses with those collections and And we spotlight little notes in those and say like, hey, this week they're running this deal and on Sundays they're closed or whatever, just to put a little compiled list for everybody so that we're spreading the word about them a little bit more. And aside from that, I'm sure that you know, Black-owned businesses, the search for them has just skyrocketed, skyrocketed Mm -hmm. in the last couple months, which is amazing. Our Black-owned business collection on Yelp alone, on Yelp Seattle, has last time I checked around 1,500 followers, which is mind-blowing to me just because so many people are so interested in supporting Black-owned businesses and our minority-owned businesses, which is so awesome. Yeah, I really think that those collections have been helping a lot. And at first, from a personal standpoint, I was like, are these even going to help? Like, what are we doing? Like, Uh are these collections really that big of a deal? And I've had so many Yelpers that I don't even know message me and say, hey, thank you so much for putting this together. Now I know where I'm going to go for my gutter cleaning. And now I know where I'm going to go to order dinner next week. And it's just, it's been really cool to see that this has been a helpful experience for everyone oh i think the collections are very helpful i use them all the time especially the ones that just pop up randomly and i'm like oh i'm just gonna look at this and i remember yelp collections were just usually user ran by yelpers so they would like make up their own collections but i I'm, i like the, how you guys are doing more of it from the yelp side and i think that's really cool yeah i mean i've seen a lot of elites that have started their own too which is so mm-hmm. awesome like heck yeah and what we love when we see you guys spread your too Final two questions I always ask everyone that we have on the show, especially you, Lauren. What are we eating? (laughs) Tell me your favorite, I don't know, five-star Yelp restaurant reviews. Like some places that everybody needs to know or that you've gotten out takeout recently that's just like, this is phenomenal. Tell tell us about a couple places. So hard. Okay. (laughs) If we're talking dine-in, which I know Mm -hmm. is a little controversial right now, but I recently went out to Russell's in Bothell for the first time. They're doing an amazing job adhering to COVID regulations and whatnot. Uh, and I went out for dinner and they have the most amazing pork chop I know that's so random. I went in with the intention of getting a filet because, I mean, come on, if a filet's on the menu, that's what you're going to get. I have to agree with you. <laughs> yeah, so that's what I was going to get. And one of the, we had a group of four and one of my friends was like, I promise you, you need to try the pork chop. I was okay. so nervous because I was like, I'm really <laughs> let down by this. I'm going to be so sad. But it was mind blowing. I still cannot believe a pork chop tasted that good. And then outside of that, I live in the Federal Way area mm-hmm. and I've been trying to try at least one to two new places a week instead of sticking to the same. I love to order on Postmates. I know it's terrible, but I was like, okay, I need to try somewhere new. And I tried Lumpia World, which is actually a black owned business mm-hmm. and amazing. So yeah. good. So good. Still thinking about it. And I need to order again. I literally have woken up every single day being like, maybe, maybe today's the day that I need to go to Lumpia World again. <laughs> They're just so good. And the prices are phenomenal and the portion sizes are crazy. If you're in the area or if you have the option to try them, highly, highly, highly suggest. 
We actually had the owner of Lumpia World on our show the first couple shows on when we were when we started. And so that's amazing. Monica knows him. It's awesome. But yes, their portions are like, I don't know, it's like three meals in one. It's Literally. amazing. <laughs> I, I think I spent $12 for the Spam Island Mac salad, the veggie pan mm-hmm. set, and the a couple pieces of Lumpia. And obviously the Lumpia didn't last. But yeah. other stuff, <laughs> it was like two meals in one for 12 bucks. And it was just so good. I can't get over it. Thank you so much because I've never heard of Russell's before. What? I'm bookmarking it now on my Yelp right now. Oh my gosh, yes. (laughs) <laughs> I'm surprised you haven't heard of it. They have a little wedding venue there that's just so beautiful too. And the restaurant is so cute. Highly, highly recommend. Okay, sold. All right, final question, Lauren. Where can we find you and Yelp on social media? Yes, my personal handle is at Lauren Ashley Perkins. Mm-hmm. You can actually find that in the Yelp Seattle bio. Some people get confused because my middle name is spelled A-S-H-L-Y, not mm-hmm. L-E-Y. I don't know what my mom thought she was doing, but... <laughs> She thought she was doing something good. And then I guess, Nelson, this is kind of a sneak peek for you. Tomorrow, Mm -hmm. we are actually combining Yelp Seattle Eastside and Yelp Seattle again for social. And we're actually going to become Yelp Washington because, yeah, it's been a big goal of mine with this transition to Yelp Seattle. It's a big goal of mine to expand the Yelp events, especially when we're in person again, Mm -hmm. to expand the Yelp community beyond just Seattle proper. I want people in Tacoma to feeling included. I want people who are up in shoreline to feel more included. And when we're able to do events again, whenever that is, <laughs> definitely expect to see them all across the board and not just in centralized locations. So we're going to merge these accounts and we're going to be at Yelp Washington and you can just find the best of the best all across the state on our account. That's so awesome. Okay. I love it. I love it. Put it all together. That's great. Yeah. Lauren, thank you so much for coming on. I appreciate it. We've always wanted to have Yelp on. Thank you for coming on the show. I really appreciate it. Yeah, thank you for having me. This was so much fun. I was super excited when you asked me. I literally, like, when I got announced as Yelp Seattle, I was like, maybe I'm cool enough to be on the Seattle TV podcast. <laughs> oh, like, stop. <laughs> like, maybe it'll happen. So thank you. Yeah, thank you. And that was our interview with Lauren Perkins of Yelp, Washington. Now, Monica, as you may have noticed, I'm saying Yelp, Washington, because Lauren mentioned at the end of the interview, Yelp, Seattle has now turned into Yelp, Washington. So it encompasses the greater Seattle area, not just Seattle. So you've got places in Tacoma and Everett up north that are now represented. That's pretty cool. It's interesting. I'm not sure that other states do that. And so I, when I heard the news, when the news broke a couple of weeks ago, I was confused, I guess. I, I guess I'd never heard of another state doing that. Yeah, I think it's really good because now they're encompassing a lot more other businesses all around Seattle. Seattle just keeps growing by observation from the east side. East side used to be just Bellevue in Kirkland. And now it's all the way through Bothell and now into Snoqualmie is considered east side. The region just keeps getting bigger and bigger. So I think it's a good choice on going from just Yelp, Seattle mm-hmm. to Yelp, Washington. Yeah, it's like eastern Washington over there. just kidding no it is it is interesting and i i don't know lauren well but i do like her and i've seen a couple of different community managers over the years and so she seems to have good energy about her and she was actually one of the people that gave me the most recommendations for my rent and trips so thank you lauren oh yeah lauren's great she worked so hard i'm so bummed that she's no longer 
working as the community manager as on the east side, but now she's the senior community manager in Seattle. She's doing a, she's going to do a great job. I'm always had a fun time at her events and she always does a great job just taking care of Yelp elites. And if you guys haven't been a Yelp elite yet, you guys should definitely do it. Monica and I are both Yelp elites. We've talked about it before. It's fun. It's got some great perks. I try to upload as many pictures as I can on Yelp, Monica. Mm hmm. Yep, I've been it'll be a long, long time. So a little down on the energy because it's been a marathon. <laughs> so nine <laughs> years for me. <laughs> nine years. Almost to that black badge. Working on that black badge. Yes. I just want that yellow badge and then <laughs> retire and then come out of retirement. That's come out of retirement. <laughs> there you go. There you go. <laughs> All right, everyone. That's a great show. Monica, what do you got going on this week? Oh, you know, lots of, uh, lots of working in my day job, got some stuff going on, a couple of tastings here and here, like things coming to the house, me picking up some stuff up. So we'll see what pops up. What about you? Actually, since you went to Renton, I'm going to be in Renton later this week <laughs> too as well. Totally different. We'll not be staying at a Hilton and we'll not be doing a food crawl. <laughs> I'm just going to go down to Renton for something, but pretty much what I got planned, maybe something else. But other than that, uh, pretty relaxed. Still got to work. So yeah, yeah, that's going for me. <laughs> no, that work thing is really starting to harsh my vibe, Nelson. <laughs> you know what the hardest part is? I was like, man, I need a vacation. But at the same time, I was thinking like, where, where can I go? I can't right. go anywhere. I know. <laughs> I, I know. Me too. I'm just like, God, I yeah. want to take off for a week. Like, where am I going to go for a where week? Do I go? If I take off for a week, it's like, I'm going to stay, I'm going to be at home just like I am now. I was just like, <laughs> I don't know what I'm going to do. <laughs> Not me. I'm going to drive 30 miles away so I can call it a vacation <laughs> due to my definition of vacation versus staycation. <laughs> uh, all right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everyone. That's our show for tonight. Thank you so much for listening. Stay safe out there and happy eating Seattle. Thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to subscribe for future episodes and leave us a five-star rating and review on whichever platform you're listening on. In the meantime, you can find us on Instagram and Facebook at Seattle Foodie Podcast and on Twitter at Seattle Food Pod. You can also email us at Seattle Foodie Podcast at gmail.com. Thanks again, and we hope you enjoy the Seattle Foodie Podcast.